0: lion hearted podcast what up what up you are now tuned into the lion hearted podcast where the feelings reside and on the strong survive i'm your boy main so let's get into it yep 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 okay y'all your boy is back it's been a minute right did you miss me Now, we back for a new season, y'all. Season three already. Can you believe it? I was just thinking about this last night, and I'm like, man, I've done so much in so little time. And it literally brought a legit smile to my face. And it's really full circle because what I'm going to talk about today is how I started this whole podcasting journey. And that was the Super Bowl. I started last year talking about the big game of the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, today I'm going to talk about the Chiefs once again. They made it once again, back-to-back. This time they play against the San Francisco 49ers. So, of course, that's going to be epic. But first and foremost, what I wanted to do was, I wanted it's Black History Month as well, so I wanted to give a shout-out to just our pioneers of our culture, people that we strive to look up to and strive to be like you know what i mean like i don't want to use the word idolize because they say you're not supposed to idolize anyone which is partly true you should never do that because no one's perfect no human being is perfect rather but yeah it's it's a lot of greatness that has came throughout the years and the things that they had to endure and we still talk about them a hundred plus years later you know what i mean and that's what's amazing you know, the likes of Malcolm X, who is my personal favorite, Muhammad Ali, Dr. Martin Luther King, George Washington Carver, uh, Sojourner Truth, uh, Harriet Tubman, I don't want to forget nobody, Madam C.J. Walker, like it's a lot of great black men and women that we can strive to be like, you know, I was having this conversation just the other day about the the malcolm and martin thing because they always get pitted against each other it's kind of like a it's kind of like a goat debate in a sense how they always talk about jordan or kobe or jordan or lebron or lebron or kobe it's like a thing right you know brady or montana you know M- manning you know i feel like they get pitted against each other a lot maybe it's because they had the same goal i believe they just saw it in different ways and when I was having the conversation, at the end of it all, I'm just like, hey, it's whatever you gravitate to. Like, me personally, if you ask me, I'm by any means necessary. I'm I'm more Malcolm than Martin. But with that being said, I know what they, they both stood for. But I just want to know this. This is the question that I have. We just celebrated last month, January. We celebrate, January 15th, we celebrated the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We've always done it great, observed it in schools and everything, but it's time, y'all. Can we, May 19th, can we, can we get that to be a holiday? Can we celebrate the great Malcolm X's birthday? Because he was a great man, just like Martin was. Can can we, can we get that day off from work or from school? Can the bank be closed on that day? You know, and to be a little lighthearted for a second, I, um, It's crazy because, like, they gave us Juneteenth, right? And they gave us in the midst of all the George Floyd thing going on. You know what I mean? And I feel like they just did that to throw us a bone, kind of. Like, you know what I mean? I've I've already – I look at it different anyway, so it didn't really phase me at the time when they did it. But it was funny to me because I went to the ATM – on Martin Luther King birthday, I know the bank is closed. It's been like, like I just said, it's been like that for years, right? It was two people trying to get in the bank. Now this is the second time this didn't happen to me. The first time was on Juneteenth. This time, okay, Juneteenth. If everybody don't know about that, that's fine. I don't expect everybody to know because it's still brand new, right? But everybody know about Martin Luther King Day. You know what's open, you know what's closed. So they go try to, why is the bank closed? Oh, it's a holiday. You know, just being polite. Oh, it's a holiday. Really? What holiday is it? Um, MLK Day, Martin Luther King's birthday. Man, if I tell y'all the look that I got, man, it was like, man, basically, F, fuck that day. F that day, open up the bank. And it was just like, it was funny to me because I'm like, man, it's 2024 and we still kind of, we still got to deal with it you know what I mean but at the same time even though we have to deal with it it doesn't make us less of a people so we need to get to that point where we're no longer using that as a crutch or as an excuse not to do something like I've said in previous episodes season one and season two I've said it And I say it in everyday life when I'm having conversations with people. We know the narrative. We got to work a little bit harder than everybody else. We got to work 10 to 20% harder than everybody else. But so what? Wouldn't you want that little extra push? Because sometimes we need that. Do we want sympathy or do we want empathy? Because there's difference. If you want people to be empathetic, I understand it. But if you want people to feel sorry for us, it does us no good in the end. So why would you want that? And see, another thing is like, for my generation, for a lot of our generations, my parents, siblings, myself, my nieces, my nephews, after me, we we ain't we ain't nobody's slave. You know what I mean? We can acknowledge that that happened, and they took these steps so on. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something: they wouldn't want us still using that as an excuse not to be great. Really, what they would want? I look at it every day. From, like I said, Muhammad Ali to Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Bob Marley, uh, even the greats in sports: Dion Sanders, just Jim Brown, Bill Russell, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, those those great pioneers that we had that really went through that struggle. See, it's different for me, man. I will never complain about nothing because I got a 92 year old grandmother, love you, grandma, that's from the south. So I can only imagine damn near a hundred years ago what she had to put up with. I ain't gotta put up with that. Can't nobody make me not use the bathroom. Can't nobody tell me not to drink out of a certain fountain. And I know everybody's not going to agree with what I just said, but that's okay. Some will, some won't. But that's the risk I'm willing to take, because we use a lot of it as an excuse or as a crutch. Like I said, uh, uh back, like I said back in season two, there's been times where there's no work, they won't hire us, discrimination, this, that, and the third. But then, if you really break it down, and sometimes it is true. Sometimes it does happen. I'm not sitting up here and act like it don't happen. It do. But some of y'all, I know y'all just lazy. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll, me, personally, I'll never sit up in a champion or excuse laziness. So when I sit there and be like, I want to be one of the greats, that means 50 years from now, I want people talking about me just like I just named some of our great pioneers men and women. Like yes, I started this podcast to um to talk about sports, my knowledge of sports and all that, but I started to understand that there was people and specifically our people that had a lot of great stories to tell. And I want that to be a part of my platform as well. You know what I mean? I I started doing. I don't really like using the word interview. I started doing conversations with people, letting them tell their story and getting to know them a little bit more. In season two, season one, it was strictly solo. It was just me. Season two, I started implementing the conversation space, which and I got some great stories out of that. Like I said, shout out to my cutty J West, great black man. To my uh, my bro, Isaias, in the dog space. And that one's cool, too, because Mama and Papa was immigrants or are immigrants from the country of Eritrea, which is East Africa by the Red Sea, for those that don't know. I mean, if you know about Nipsey hustle, that can kind of help you get your search started. That's where Nipsey's uh, father's uh, family originated from. So I grew up in that culture as well. So it was cool. We talked about, you know, him starting a kennel and being an entrepreneur and having a degree and things like that. But we talked about what you can become, like seeing how his parents became immigrants, uh, were immigrants and migrated over here and the life that they have made, you know, since they've been here in America. You know what I mean? You can big up your your where you're from and your surroundings without using it as a crutch. There's a lot of greatness that then came out of that. You know what I mean? My Cuddy Pook, my boy Eddie, who's done two interviews with me. These is all, you know, black men that's in, in a part of my life that I that I champion. My cousin, my Cuddy David, you know, who got the, he's a trainer. And Pook and David, they both in the health space. So I, I always love to give them shout outs as well. Like, you know what I mean? And I've also done two of my best interviews so far have been with, Two strong, amazing black women who have actually have a lot going on for themselves, and you know, in different areas. Monique wants to be a court reporter. Tangi is a, is a teacher at the high school level for the special needs children, which is dope. Because, and I seen this from my own eyes. I went and sat in her classroom, and you can't even tell them kids. The way she's teaching them kids, they'll be ready for life. And I'ma just say it like that. Yeah, but I like it's black greatness everywhere. You know what I mean? So let our past push us forward, but don't let it hold let don't let it hold us back. Don't let it define us as a people. You can give credit to the past without it affecting your present and having a negative effect on your future. Like I said, my goal is to be mentioned them greats too. I want them to be able to put the things that I say in a textbook or it's dope because I got the podcast. So the fact that I said it, it can, it can forever be heard. And I feel like that's my goal as a black man. Now, do I feel a way that they give us the shortest month of the year for acknowledgement? Of course, you know, this year it being 2024. We get an extra day. So it's from the first to the 29th. Instead of the twenty eighth, Shout out to the leap year babies out there. But. That's just the way they recognize it. This could be part of your everyday life. It don't got to be. Because it's black history month. Black greatness can be celebrated every day. And I feel like as a people. That's what we need to do. And if it. If it makes you uncomfortable. I understand that as well. But just keep your opinions to yourself. If they're not positive or progressive like you know what I mean because if it ain't you and you don't know what it's like or you've never been through it you've never been discriminated and you've never been any of that just keep it quiet and stay educated you know what I mean you could you could actually have uh discussions with people they will actually sit you down and educate you believe it or not we don't get offended I I think Uh, other races may think we get offended if we ask certain questions or not. I would rather you ask me something if you don't know before you jump to a conclusion that you make up in your head and ultimately it may or may not be wrong. So, yeah, like I was saying, shout-out to Malcolm X, shout-out to Martin Luther King, Sir Jonah Truth, George Washington Carver, uh, Madam C.J. Walker, Harriet Tubman. Uh, like I said, all the people I've interviewed, Jay West, Pooh, Eddie, Saez, David, uh, Tangi, Monique, all y'all, it's been great so far, and it's, season three going to be even better. That's my plan for season three to be even better. So yeah, before I really get into what I was going to talk about, I just wanted to give shout out to my people to my folks and you know what i mean because it's so much negative and and some of that stuff we bring on ourselves because we have a certain group of people that they may not do things the right way but it's not a reflection on all of us don't ignore our greatness because you've had a few bad experiences that's all i'm saying because everybody's not the same everybody's not the same so it's it's like you know, what you thought a certain group of people might have been, they could end up being your friend, your family, whatever the case may be. You know, and if you're and if you the people that I'm talking about, focus on being great. The past was the past. We acknowledge it. We don't forget it. But we can't use it as an excuse for a reason to hold us back. Because we'll never move forward if we're still crying about yesterday. But yeah, I'm going to be right back. So y'all stick with me and I'm going to get into talking about the big game. Whether you're a consistent listener or a brand new listener, take the time out and hit that follow button on whichever platform you're currently enjoying Lionhearted Podcast. Again, Lionhearted Podcast is available on the Spotify app, Apple Podcasts, Pandora Radio, iHeart Radio, as well as the Stitcher app. Episodes come at you every Wednesday at 9 a.m. unless specified. So make sure you hit that follow button to stay All Alright, so yeah, we back to talk about the big game, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. It's crazy to think that we're all the way to the end. It's been a crazy, wild season, but we're here. It seems like we just started yesterday, you know what I mean? But it moved so fast. That's why a lot of people ask me, like, damn, man, how you on season three already? Well, when football is every week, and then you got basketball sprinkled in there, and then you just got life was just, you know, amazing and crazy for 2023, so it was like the perfect storm. But I'm not mad at it, you know what I mean? because it's helped grow me as a person it, from my experiences to grow my show and some of the personal things, and you know what I mean? I'm grateful for it all. But, yeah, with that being said, like I said, we got the Chiefs versus the 49ers, and it's an interesting matchup because it's a lot of similarities, but it's like real polar opposites uh in a sense. Like you got the quarterback. If you take the quarterback position, for instance, right, for a second that's the most important position regardless of what you want to say regardless of how you feel about a certain player or the team or whatever it is what it is you that's the head of the snake it starts with the quarterback and you got patrick mahomes who they're kind of putting in the goat debate right now which i and i'm not just saying that because if you have listened, if you're a consistent listener of mine then you know i'm a diehard denver bronco fan And I'm not just saying this because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. My whole thing is like, what are we doing here? Are we doing an out-of-sight, out-of-mind type thing? Because to me, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the GOAT. He has the most rings. And I notice on TV, on different platforms, you know what I mean? They like to say... Up until this point he has more rings and MVPs and it's they throw out the numbers. And one thing I'm learning just and I knew this a long time ago, but now that I got my own podcast and I got my own show, I don't even really watch. I may see clips on the internet every now and then, but I I used to wake up consistently at seven in the morning and then when Uc got on a certain show, it would be six thirty in the morning. I'd be up. I gotta watch, you know. I got to watch the banter, I want to watch the back and forth, but now, I don't really watch it as much because I want my ideals to be my own, because I know, I already know how I operate, and if you know me, then you know, a lot of the stuff I done said on here, they said it too, but they just, number one, they on TV, and number two, they say it way after I did. I know a lot of people are probably going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, and I did. I got it wrong. I, I got it wrong. I, I said it was going to be. I got it partially wrong. Let me say that. I said it was going to be the Ravens coming out of the AFC versus the 49ers. Now, some will say the 49ers was a no-brainer, easy pick. Yeah, you could say that. But the Eagles was rolling, and then they took a nosedive. So we can't say that we saw this because let's be honest if you really understand the game of football and you understand how it works the injury to Brock Purdy was not a football injury it was actually a pitcher or a baseball a baseball injury like that pitchers get so we didn't know how effective he was going to be uh, how effective he was throwing the football so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that cuz I'm not I don't One thing about me, I ain't ducking no smoke. If I say something, I stand on it. I'll tell you when I said it, what I said. I said it on February 7th. That means I took my shot before this thing even got started. And I stood on it for the whole season. And I damn near got it. You can't tell me everything I said about the Ravens didn't come true up until that last game. And if they would have did what I had been saying, they would have dominated just like they did on Christmas. But they didn't. So we're here now. And the reason why I brought up, like, they're saying Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT, we got to remember, Patrick Mahomes was once an unknown player, too, if that's what you want to consider Brock Purdy as. We know who he is now. See, me, I'm of the position of, like, we know he was Mr. Irrelevant, right? That much is true. That it really happened. That's factual. He was the last pick of the draft. Aaron Rodgers, I want to say twenty two, twenty three. He slid to the Packers. Should have been the number one pick. Alex Smith was the number one pick. When is we? Tom Brady was a six round pick, and like I said, to me, he's the goat. So, at what point do we stop using that? Because it's like a when he messes up, it's like, man, what is he? What do you expect? He's a late round, he's the last pick of the draft, right? Brock Purdy I mean, right? But Patrick Mahomes, like I said, Patrick Mahomes are unknown too. But I don't see them constantly talking about that. They forget about that that we didn't know who he was. And maybe not this year, but Patrick Mahomes had weapons too. As great as George Kittle is, Travis Kelsey might be a little bit better receiving tight end. So, what if you gave Brock Purdy Travis Kelsey? You know what I mean. Like we could do that all. We could do that all day. You could switch back and forth. But it's like, start giving that man credit for what he's doing. His draft status don't matter to me. I don't. I don't look at it like, oh, Mister Irrelevant is doing X, Y, and Z. He's proven, including me, he's proven a lot of the doubters wrong, even though I never doubted this man. And I'm going to explain why. This was my whole thing. Because I'm old school with it. I know it's a passing league or whatever the case may be, right? That much is true. But I know what the benefit of having a Christian McCaffrey is all about. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things like run the football, play action pass. You got Brandon Ayuk as your deep threat. Uh, Debo Samuel can tear up the middle of the field along with George Kittle. So bigging up one player, see, that's, that's the problem we get nowadays. We assume that just because we give one player credit is down in a lot of y'all. And and I understand where a lot of it comes from. The 49ers are so used, the fans, are so used to people not wanting them to win or speaking negatively of them, right, that they take any comment that goes against what they believe is, oh, you a hater or you don't like us or this. No. But can somebody tell me regardless, like, like I said, I'm a Bronco fan. We ain't no, didn't scratch nowhere near no playoffs, no nothing. If you watch the season, you know how bad we did. But I'm still a diehard. But one thing about me, I love the game of football. And I will say this before I continue my point. I really watch football. Some of y'all just watch football. Just like some of y'all's real fans. And some of y'all just like to play dress-up on Sundays. But then again, you know what I mean? That's just me. That's just how I see it. So, like, don't come out and... I say all that to say, don't come out in this game trying to prove everybody wrong by making Brock Purdy drop back and throw the ball 30 and 40 times. You don't want to do that against Pat Mahomes. You want to keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline, and the way to do that is you run the ball with two people, Christian McCaffrey, and give the ball to Use Check. Debo don't really like running the ball, but I was st- I would still make him do it. This is the biggest game of your life. I don't care what you like doing, but you need to keep fifteen and eighty-seven on that sideline and that's the way to be as as vaunted as the chiefs defense is in the second half has been one of the best i think over this playoff run i think it's 20 to 21 point 20 or 21 points they've allowed in the second half of games but the thing about it is in that kyle shanahan offense as explosive as it is if you get up on them they're not going to be able to i don't care who you are they're not going to be able to do it because of the defense that the 49ers have now it was kind of exposed a little bit by the Packers but I'm gonna tell y'all this too if the Niners come out in a man-to-man defense let that front four Bosa Young who else they got over there they got uh uh, what's the what we get from the Broncos uh Gregory they got Gregory they got So many, And then they got Greenlaw, and then they got Warner at the linebacker spot. Your corners can hold it down. Your secondary is solid. Why play a zone? Don't play a zone against Patrick Mahomes. Because one thing, if you do that, not just Travis Kelsey, they do got Isaiah Pacheco. And him coming out the backfield, running those curl routes, is deadly to a zone defense. Don't do that because they're going to find holes in that zone and exploit y'all. Play that aggressive man-to-man. Let your guys pin, pin their ears back and go get Pat. That's the way you're going to win the game. You got to move him off his spot. Mo- See, that's that's a difference too. They're like, oh, he's the magician and all these things. Number one, y'all give him too much credit before the game even starts. This is how you do it. And I Like, my team didn't do it in the first game, but we did it in the second game and we held them to nine points. This is how you do it. If Pat roll out and go to a spot, He'll gas your defense because that's what he wants to do. He's trying to stretch out the defense. But if you knock him off his spot, if you flush him to step up, step to the left, step to the right, with that type of line that you have to be able to rally to the ball, that's the crazy part about it because they don't have the best receiving core outside of Travis Kelsey. That I don't know if you'll be able to stop that. It looked like Kelsey's gonna get his, regardless. He's just on a tear. Like I didn't seen him win games single handedly by himself. But the Valdez Scantlings and the Tonys, if he plays, like, it's a whole thing going on with that. He hurt, not hurt, healthy. They didn't want him to play. And quick point about that: if they freaking Don't want to, they fucking don't want to pay him. I mean, play him, excuse me. They probably don't want to pay him either. But if they don't want to play him because he lined up off sides and it stopped that, that, you know, lateral play that they made, that Travis Kelsey made, and it was called back because of penalty, that was one mistake. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? so, again, Pat is Pat. But. In order to beat Pat, I'm sorry to say it, Brock can't be Brock. Because if you try to make if you try to make Brock be Brock to match Pat, it's not gonna work out. CMC gotta be CMC. Who that's my personal outside of Lamar. Lamar is who I picked to win the MVP. But I have another take on the MVP. I've been thinking about this. And and I don't know. Some of you might agree, some of you might not. But Just to have the MVP sitting at home already, I don't really like that. I don't really rock with that. And I know that Christian McCaffrey is the balance of his team. Like I said, this is no hate. This is all factual comments that I'm making. Now, to the emotional 49er fan out there, it may get to you a little bit. It may seem like I'm hating, but I'm not. but to the knowledgeable fan, you'll understand what the fuck I'm saying, and you'll appreciate it. Don't don't come out in the zone. Don't come out slinging the ball around the yard. Don't like don't do that. Come running the ball and keep Pat on the sideline. Cause guess what? If you keep Pat on the sideline. The referees can't cheat for him. (coughs) Excuse me. If you keep Pat on the sideline, and the referees can't cheat for him. Oh, y'all thought I was going to get through this episode without mentioning that? We know what they be doing. We know what it's all about. You know, I get it. I would go in and and tell my team this, even in the West Coast offense, that Kyle Shanahan likes to run. We're going to run the ball first, second down play-action pass to Kittle, play-action play pass to Debo, play-action pass to Ayuk. We're only dropping back out of the play-action set. Other than that, we're running it up the gut. Because if one thing about it, Trent Williams, he can neutralize Jones because they like to move Jones around, so they'll try to, you know, Flip flop the line to try to get it away from it, but whenever he's on that left, uh, well, his right to Trent is the left tackle, so it'll be to his right, right hand, right shoulder rather. That's a matchup you ain't got to help. You you don't got to help on that, and that'll give Purdy the time to execute. Because think about it, think about it like this: not only do you have Yuschek who can go out to the flat, right? You also have Christian McCaffrey who can run a curl route. He might not even get the ball. He could do the play-action curl and and flank it out to the left, cut it to the middle, or go up the seam. Because we've seen him catch balls on a deep thread as well. As, as small in stature, I mean height, not his weight, but in height as he is, he has some of the best hands that we've seen in a long time. But that's the only way y'all going to win this game. Because if y'all try to prove to the masses that Brock Purdy is not mystery relevant, he shouldn't have been picked last, you're going to get blew the fuck out. You got to control the pace, control the time on the clock, and that's how you're going to win this game. And the reason why I say it like that is because after Kaepernick left, y'all tried to shit with Jimmy G in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And what did that get y'all? A big fat L. So, put your pride to the side, control the ball, and go win the game and it's that simple as long as and it's crazy because i I've been wa- like i said I've been watching all the games with with my brother with my friends shout out to noe, you know all the homies noe, all the homies Frankie, everybody, Mario. Yeah, Pablo. Everybody, y'all, super Niner fans, right? And I don't know everything, but I know a whole hell of a lot though. And I can, I'm sitting there saying, first three quarters, soft sale, y'all, y'all getting the ass, y'all, y'all taking them lightly, y'all play that man to man, y'all, y'all. It's gonna let y'all, it's gonna let y'all pressure loose, and then y'all back in Greenlaw, Warner. Uh, can't think of his name right now, but number seven. Uh, my bad if I forget your name, homie, but number seven, I know your jersey number. Like, I'm like, that's how you get to interceptions is putting pressure on that quarterback. You got to get the quarterbacks off his spot. Jordan Love, as young as he is, you letting him sit back like the Cowboys did and pick y'all apart. Fourth quarter came around, y'all finally put that pressure on him. Finally put that pressure on him. What happened? Pick. The only thing I got wrong was the jersey number. But I told y'all what was going to happen. I ain't claim to be a psychic. I ain't claim to know everything. But I, like I said, I watch the game when a lot of people just watch the game. There's a difference. There's a difference. I get teased about this a lot. My nephew always, during the Laker game. I know this is about football, but I'm just using it as an example. Even the Laker game. I'm a basketball player at my core, at my heart. So when I watch a game. I don't watch a game like, oh, there's LeBron, there's AD, there's d there's AR, there's Rui, there's these people, right? When I'm watching a game, LeBron has the ball. Why are you not cutting on the backside, Torian Prince? Why are you not? It, things like that. I, can, I look plays ahead even when I'm in football. Like, oh, damn. Y'all come out, three receivers to the left, one receiver to the right. Once he hiked the ball, then a lot of people start paying attention. I'm paying attention beforehand. And that's how you can re- read and react. That's what sports is all about, right? So sometimes my knowledge can rub people the wrong way, but that's just what it is. And a lot of the things I say, the majority of the time, I say 70, 65%. Let me say 65%, right? I And that's kind of low, but I'm going to just say 65. Most of this shit come true. I mean, you can go back and just, I got proof. My episodes, I proof from last year's basketball season. I ain't really got into basketball this year to this year's football, but to this year's football season. I've been spot on. Like I said, the only thing I got wrong, I picked the Ravens from the beginning, but they were just as great as I said. So you can go listen to that episode as well uh, that I did on the opening, uh, the return to the gridiron. And it'll tell you where my thought process is at and why I thought what I thought. everything like you know what i mean but yeah i think it's gonna be an exciting Super Bowl, and it's also been funny because it's, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on that's kind of take away from the game you know because i love sports and i i feel like it it brings people together i like i have some of the best relationships with friends of mine but pe- people that i know because we play sports junior high high school and you know now that we older now some of them got kids and they're you know, going to their games, and we see them, and it's just like, and we'll quickly reminisce, and we'll never forget, but a lot of these, like I was saying, you know, shout out to, you know, the ones that came before us that paved the way, the the greats of our culture and all that, but it's a lot of people, too, they're trying to be woke during this, um, like, Super Bowl process, and it's kind of making me sick to my stomach, like, the whole thing about, the travis kelsey haircut why is that even a why is that even a thing man at this point is your feelings really hurt like okay you okay if it's the travis kelsey whatever the case may be it's a fucking fade dog if you don't want to fade no more just don't get one but as far as crying about because they like people walking in there like oh let me get the travis kelsey like we know what that's all about he's one of the hottest names right now and it's just like and it's like shout out to travis i love travis kelsey like you know what i mean the reason they talking about him i understand it too like regardless of how we feel about it taylor is one of the best female artists statistically i don't really listen to her music but to each his own like it ain't no reason to like hate on it man and i i feel like when I be seeing people post about it, it's a lot of bitterness, man, instead of worrying about getting credit from other people, why don't we lift our people up to that status, see, that's the thing, we want, like, oh, that's ours, oh, that's ours, like, bro, if you know, you know, like, they didn't, like, you know what I mean, there's all, like, if you know it's part of our culture, you know it's part of our culture, but that doesn't mean, like, do you own it, do I own it, no, like you know what I mean? Like I, I've seen other races get braids. I've seen other races get dreads. I've seen other. Do I? Do I kind of like? Eh, yeah, but at the same time, like, like what am I? What? What can you really do about it? You just seem like a complainer at that point, and that, and that's the that's the point I don't like. Like we all been rocking with Travis for a long time, man. It's just this part of it. Is what's making us get outraged. He didn't have the same haircut since I've been watching him as a player, so it wasn't years ago. It wasn't an issue, but now it's an issue, and it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like again, free speech—you can post whatever you want, but I mean, a lot of times it just makes—it just makes us look bitter. And I don't—I expect more from our people than that. Like we can—we can who we can be who we are. We can be as great as we want to be without putting down somebody else. Just because they do that to us, or they may do that to us, or whatever the case may be, that don't mean you have you don't have to do the same to lift yourself up. You can lift yourself up and let your greatness shine through and just let it be that. So if people is going to... I, I got dread, so I ain't going in no barbershop. But if people was going in barbershops saying, let them get the Travis Kelsey tip. Let them get the Travis Kelsey. There's people going in barbershops saying, let them get the Edgar. They getting the Edgar. You feel me? Like, it is what it is. Like, I ain't never did that. Like, I, I like growing up, I always went off the numbers. Let me get a two. Let me get the one and a half on the, like, you know what I mean? There was never, I never went in a barbershop. Uh, shout out to Foots, my barber. Rest in peace. I love you, unk. I've never went in a barbershop and pointed at a picture. I always knew what I wanted and I knew how to like articulate that. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't, I think that's why it don't really bother me. Like if you got to go into a, to a a salon or a barbershop and be like, let me get the Travis Kelsey instead of just saying a fade or the numbers or whatever. Hey, he just own at that point. But yeah, I just wanted to speak on that just for a second. But yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. I mean, you think about it all across the board. If they, if the Niners do what I said, they'll fucking have their sixth Super Bowl finally and we can stop hearing about five and tie it with the Cowboys. Like You know what I mean? I don't want the Chiefs to win again, so I'm rolling with the 49ers. I will say that right now and be unapologetic about it. I do not like the Chiefs. Rivalries are a real thing in my mind. If you're the Raiders or if you're the Chargers or the Chiefs, or the Clippers, or the Celtics, I'm not fucking with you, and I love the color green, that's my favorite color, but you'll never, you'll never see me in a Celtics jersey, I've often met, if I had to pick one person, it'd be the great Larry Bird, other than that, nah, I'm good, bro, purple and gold all day, you know what I mean, orange and blue, Broncos all day, that's how I, you know what I mean, and I know some of my listeners probably well, why you mean this Spurs and Lakers Rivals too? Y'all boring. I ain't I ain't worried about y'all. Tim Duncan ain't there no more. I ain't worried about y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all was relevant when y'all was relevant. Y'all ain't relevant no more. That's why I don't say y'all. You know what I mean? But yeah, but like I was saying, like you got Pat, you got Brock, you got Christian, you got Isaiah Pacheco. You got the two best tight ends in the league, Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle, even though they technically don't play against each other. You know what I mean? Because football is one, if you're offensive player, defensive player, special teams, you kind of divide yourself. So it's like you're a team, but you're three separate teams in a sense. right? And then you got uh, Valdez-Sketland. You got Debo Samuel. You got IU. You got Tony. You got, you know what I mean? If on paper... Honestly, on paper, and this is not a knock, because I'm going to explain it a little bit because I'm going to talk about what Cam has been saying, and I'm going to try to explain it to y'all so y'all can kind of get it. It's not coming from a hateful place, But like I was saying, with all the matchups I just named, if I wrote them down on paper and I looked at them and I analyzed them and uh, the only thing that I would say the Chiefs got better, It's easy to say, depending on what you want, you can say Kelsey is better than Kittle, but give me Kittle because he blocks and he does not to say Kelsey don't, but Kittle does it more frequently, right? So if you're looking on paper, only thing that I would say that the Chiefs definitely like definitely got better, it would be the Pat Mahomes Brock Purdy matchup. Everything else goes the 49ers direction. They have the talent. All that, and I do want to ask this before I, like I said, before I get on to my next segment, to so my Forty er fans out there, because you know a lot of y'all, uh, y'all think we we talk down on Brock Purdy because, like I said, his draft status and whatever the case may be. But think of it like this: Do we get what Brock Purdy has been doing? Do we get the same Brock Purdy if you take Patrick Mahomes, that's just it. Just those, the quarterback matchup. If you take Patrick Mahomes and you put Pat on the 49ers and you put Brock Purdy on the Chiefs, do we still see the same Brock Purdy? Now think about that for a second. Now, if the answer is no, if you really think about that, take your heart out of it for a second, put your head into it. If you really think about that, the answer is no. The answer is Hell no. So you understand that. So that's what we mean when we be like, he got this weapons versus this. Pat can do more with less because he's more outwardly talented. With that being said, Brock Purdy is the right type of quarterback, I believe, for the Shanahan system just like Jimmy G was in the regular season and through the playoffs. Now, it's the decision-making, Brock Purdy's mental, that's either going to get you over the hump or make you crash and burn. And the smartest thing to do is to hike the ball, turn around, and give it to 23 and ride that wave all the way through. And let the defense carry the way we know they can but yeah next i'm gonna uh you know give my take on the whole cam newton i guess versus brock purdy type thing it was a lot more said but i guess that's the main basis of it so yeah just stick with me and i'm gonna talk about that before we get up out of here lionhearted All right, but lastly, but certainly not least, I want to talk about this whole Cam Newton situation that's been going on. You know, as you know, um Cam has his own podcast and like I said, you know, when you jump into this space, you believe in freedom of speech and the things that he said are from his point of view. And like I said, if you take your heart out of it and think about it with your mental, like you, I'm pretty sure if you know the game, you will actually come to the same conclusions that he has had over his experiences in the NFL. So everybody got up, and what I mean by this, everybody got up in an uproar when he said Brock Purdy was a game manager. And it's partly our fault as fans because when we use the term game manager, we're basically calling somebody sorry without calling them fucking sorry. But the way he broke it down, if you really think about it, that's not the case. I I won't say that Brock Purdy is sorry. That's just pure hate. He's not sorry. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think that's what Cam is saying. You know, and then when Cam said it, the girl on ESPN, I, I, I only seen her this one time. I don't even know her name. Didn't even bother looking it up. But I'm a, when I heard her say what she said, you know, she wasn't really talking about his game. When she started talking about his clothes, it just made me like, She probably tried to slide in a DM or something. Cam probably curved her and it, it it seemed too personal. It seemed like okay. Like you was talking about his hats and him dressing goofy and all that. When Cam never did that, he's just talking strictly football. So okay. She did that and, you know, she thought, I guess she thought she was gonna receive praise from it, but even men and women alike, they was both like you know we call it. Like, hey, that's that's bogus. That's some bullshit. Like you getting on ESPN and you, you're not even refuting what this man said. You talking about the way he dressed, the way he looked. This man probably got more money than you'll ever have. And you t- and I'm not saying money is the end all be all, but I'm just saying that he's not worried about your opinion or your, you know what I mean, what your preference is and all that that type of shit. That don't. we he was keeping in football. So what they do is they bring in the goofy. The goofy uh he on the Colin Cowherd show now. The goo uh uh Jason or Jaden, whatever his name is Jason, I think his name is Jason, Jason something. He's on the show with Colin Cowherd, and he goes, and I know it's gonna piss some people off, but it just is what it is. He goes, Oh, Dak Prescott had a better career than Cam Newton. There ain't no way possible that even the die hardest cowboy fan would ever say and believe some shit like that. Like I said, if you take your heart out of it and think with your head and what you know to be true, you won't never say that. Because we, and then see what they did was, see, I I don't believe in saying something and then creating a narrative, excuse me, to make my opinions more factual or whatever the case may be. I say it, if i feel it if that's how i feel regardless of how you may feel about it and then i let the chips fall, uh fall where they may and i one thing about me i'll admit when i'm wrong that that's not a problem see people don't like doing that and so what they do is they try to create narratives to fit around their position so even when they're right or even when they're wrong they kind of you can't really attack them because some of it is right you know what i mean but so what he did was by saying Dak was a better quarterback than Cam, he put up all these nice stats and everything like that, and it's cool. Dak, you know, he had him edged him in a couple of them, but like Cam said, I'm gonna do a third quarterback. Put put my rushing yards up there, which they didn't do. Put my all time rushing touchdowns up there, which they failed to do. Talk about the whole package. Talk about the receivers that. This is the part that I want people to understand when we talk about the weapons versus more with less. If Cam Newton had a Christian McCaffrey, a Debo Samuel, a Brandon Ayoub, George Kittle, if if he had CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, uh, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott in his prime, if he had these people, if Cam had these people, how great would he have been when he had Steve Smith as his best receiver? And and Steve Smith was great. He even may make the Hall of Fame, depending on how you If you're looking at numbers versus what his size and all the pound for pound, I think he's a Hall of Famer, honestly. I don't know about first ballot, but I know he should get in eventually from the receiver spot. That's how great he was. But basically, that's all that Cam had. But one thing that Cam did, he not only won MVP, he took his team to a Super Bowl. Now, what I just said, we don't know if Brock Purdy is going to win MVP or not. The jury's still out. I don't think he's the MVP of that team. I think it's Christian McCaffrey, but that's just my position. But like I said, if he wins it, it's a quarterback award. Really, wouldn't be shocked because the position that the team is in, number one seed, all that great. He's now taking his took taken excuse me his team to a Super Bowl. Check that off, just like Cam. Now he has the opportunity to either win it or lose it, like Cam did. And to Cam's credit. When he went to that Super Bowl, he went up against a team that had a name. You know how legendary, like Legion of Boom, the Ministers of Defense, you know, the 85 Bears, like, you know, teams like that. And then Cam went up against my Bronco. Shout out to the no-fly zone. You know what I'm saying? If you know, you know how great – That defense was Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, uh, Keeb Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., Bradley Roby playing a nickel, uh, Boss Ward playing a safety, uh, Stewart. You know, we replaced Stewart with uh, Raheem Moore, and it was, you know, it's the greatest thing that we could have did. You know what I mean? Because we saw Raheem nightmare what he did when he fell down in 2012. That's the only way the Ravens got, you know, now Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl quarterback forever because of that. But I digress. So Cam had a little bit tougher road because he did more with less. That's all he's saying. He's not saying it to diminish Brock Purdy. But it's a lot of people, they look at the game with their heart and they don't really think about it with their mind, so they get emotional. And that's not really what he's doing. Like, oh, girl, she took it personal. Who gives a fuck how he dressed? I, no one cares about that. We tuned in because we wanted to hear your rebuttal of what he said a game manager was. Because I I can admit this. In my younger years, when when I heard turn turn game manager, like, please just don't lose us the game. Do I think that is Brock Purdy's job to some extent? Yes, but it's the extent of every quarterback that's back there can Brock Purdy put the 49ers on his back and take them where they need to go we've yet to have to see it because of the greatness around him I'm not going to sit here and say he can't do it but I'm not going to act like we've seen it from him when we haven't you know what I mean like those middle three games we, a lot of people uh, Trent was out Debo was out uh, Christian was banged up And that's all true. But those middle three games was a chance for him to the rest of y'all that's here, that next man up, that's healthy, jump on my back and I'm gonna take you there. And that's not what we saw. See, me personally, I don't just hang on to hang on to those three games. I give him credit what he did second half versus the Lions. But I see seen excuse me, Cam do it more consistently with less and take his self as an individual to greater heights. So, and it wasn't just like, because you got to remember, Cam's rookie year, and he won rookie year as well, right? And you got to remember, Cam's rookie year, his first two games he came out, 400 yards, 400 yards throwing. So it wasn't like he... It wasn't like he came into the game and he was limited in this area, but he was more in this area and he had to learn how to be. He just didn't have the talent. And let's be honest, ge- geography has a lot to do with it too. I mean, come on now. If I'm living up in the Bay, if I get to live in San Francisco, up, up Oakland area, all that, I'm, I mean, no disrespect to Charlotte, but come on, bro. It's apples and oranges. You're going you gonna, to California. You know what I mean? You're going to live up in the Bay. You know what I mean? I, I know it's people – There's nothing moved outside of California, and I respect it. But, hey, man, it it ain't no better place, bro. I'm sorry, bro. So, that has a lot to do with it, too. And just think about it. Think about it for a second. Look at the personalities. Cam got the personality of a a 49er quarterback. Brock Purdy kind of got the personality of a Charlotte, North Carolina-type player. You feel me? And... That's all I think it was, though. That's, I think, what he was trying to say. Maybe the term game manager got, well, not maybe. It did get a lot of people in their feelings. But hopefully, like, my breakdown of it and what it actually entails. Like, because every quarterback's job is to not lose the game. Yeah, you want your quarterback to be the reason you win, but you never want your quarterback to be the reason you lose. So the term game manager, I think it was a little misconstrued because that's not what he's saying because if you listen to the whole thing, because I know a lot of people, they probably just heard what he said about Brock Purdy and, you know, they got in their feelings and they turned it off, right? But not me. That's not what I did because I, I knew I was going to talk about it. I even went back and listened to it, He, which I didn't agree with this. He called Tom Brady a game manager. For a time, though, he was, though. When he first came in for Bledsoe, yeah, he was. That first Super Bowl when they beat the Rams, yeah, he was he was a game member. Tuck rule all that against the Raiders, yeah he, he yeah he was. Like he the goat now, but he started out as a game manager. His whole thing was, don't fuck up. I think by the third Super Bowl, I was like, okay, that's Tom Brady. But then first two, like, like okay, like, all right. I mean, ball control, don't don't do too much. And. Up and even until he was Brady, you had Belichick telling him, like, calm down. Like, you overthrew your man. Like, he, you still coaching him up. So, like I said, get out your feelings and get in your knowledge. See, this is – and the people that's going to listen to me say this, that's really going to digest it, and it don't matter how long you've been a fan. No, I don't get into that game. Oh, you've been rooting for them. Because some people, for whatever reason, like, I've been watching football my whole life. Everybody not like that, right? But I will say this. There's a difference between being a fan and having knowledge of the game or just like how you look in the jersey. And I feel like the people that know the game, even the hard, more hardcore 49er fans, y'all will appreciate it. I'm not saying it's all right. You may think about it a different way. This is just from my point of view. But one thing I do know, you're not going to get in your feelings if you got al- actual knowledge of the game. You only get in your feelings when you can't when you can't give it back like it's being given to you. When you don't understand that when a person don't agree with you and you can't see it their way like, "Hey, I may not be fully right, you may not be fully right, but think of it like this." You know what I mean? So the like I said, the people that really know what I'm talking about I'm just speaking of it from a from a um not into, uh fucking um uh, what is it? Uh intellectual, excuse me, uh point of view. But yeah, that's just that's basically what he was saying. He was just basically telling the world that he did more with less. Which he not lying. 'Cause if you put Cam Newton with Debo, like I said, Debo Sandon Brandon, are you, is he gonna put Brock Purdy with that Carolina Panthers team, do you get the same Brock Purdy? We don't know. We'll never know. It's not a question that we can go back and see. I mean, you can do it on Madden, maybe. But we'll never know. It'll always be a debate. And but I just think like if the Niners go ahead and they win this Super Bowl and he has a immediate impact, I don't give a fuck. If he was Mr. Relevant or whatever. I don't want to hear it. If your play justifies that you're better than you are. Don't use the Mr. Irrelevant thing as a crutch anymore. Because I feel like that's what people do. Like I spoke on this a little bit. And like I said. This is mainly football. But I can throw some basketball reference in there too. It's like I asked my boy Kane. I said. Now. Do we celebrate LeBron for being 39. And doing all these great things. But then when he don't perform. Do we. Oh. But he's 39. So. Again, I use that as a quick example to if Brock Purdy plays great, he's great. But if he don't play great for whatever reason, I don't want to hear that. Oh, but he was the last pick of the draft anyway, because that's kind of hedging y'all bets. And we're, we're at this point. We're beyond that. I gave y'all a blueprint of how to get it done. If you get in your feelings about it, if you know me, you know, I don't give a fuck anyway. Cause the majority of it what I said it come from watching the game not just watching the game. But with that being said, just because your vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lion-hearted. Lion hearted podcast.